the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Got the snow shovel out this morning, bright and early. Felt good about it. Bag of salt. Everything's fine. Used a whole bag of salt? No. Okay. No. How much is a bag of salt? How many pounds? Yeah. 20. Okay. Uh, I, I did use some calcium chloride up top. How'd you know, that feel? <laughs> good. Are you kidding me? That's the good stuff. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's is that like, the expensive stuff? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh. That's if you live in a different area code. Oh. But then I got a, you know, got a little on the side there that I use. Really? Yeah. Well, but when you're feeling like celebratory. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm feeling extra safe. Wow. Be extra safe out there. That is super exciting. I don't want to be slipping and falling. Oh, you know, this is a little pleasure. I've shoveled so little this summer. Winter, yeah, shovel. I know there hasn't been much to shovel. Nothing. We've been really, really, really. Kind of look forward to it, quite honestly. Listen, when uh, first of all, it was sunny this morning for a very short period of time. Do you remember that? I do. Maybe around eight or nine or Mm, something like that. I caught a few glimpses of it. (laughs) It was sunny. Oh, look. It doesn't look sunny now, but it Mm -mm. was sunny then, Mm -mm. and I thought this is why having snow is so much better because it was super bright. I was excited about it. Yeah. And then it's faded back into gray. Mm-hmm. I woke up actually like at 5 a.m. and the window was lit. And I was like, oh, With it was the, the snow. snow. Yeah. Reflection of yeah, snow, even great. in the darkness. Isn't that good? Feel good about that's it. good, John. Yeah, pretty nice. How about yourself? Uh, I became very ill last night. Oh, what? Now listen, I This was is news fine. to me. Hold on, newsflash. I was fine. I hadn't told you this before. I was fine. Everything's going fine. Had dinner, whatever. Ill. All of a sudden, I come. It's maybe nine thirty. Befallen. Fed the cats, and I became so. I felt so sick. I had a headache. I had incredible nausea. I thought what? I've got the stomach flu. It's because my daughter just had stomach flu. Yeah. Uh, about a week ago, I thought this is this is it. This is my turn. Mm. And you know how you sit there and you're just moaning and it's just so horrible. And I said I've, I'm, I I just have to go to bed. So I went to bed. Woke up at like I don't even know what time because I don't look at the clock. And I thought. You know how you wake up and you do like a quick assessment? Right. Like, wait, how are things? How are th-? And I thought... I feel okay. I feel okay. So I thought I, sh- I should go back to sleep immediately. So anyway, I woke up this morning and now it's, I feel fine. What do you think it was? I don't know. Do you have pepperoni or no. something? No. Fish? No. I oh. had eggs and vegetables. Hmm. That's strange. Go figure. Very, very, very strange. Yeah. I'm glad you make it through. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm sorry to tell you that while we're in an airtight studio, the two of us together. Well, but I feel fine. Listen, you and I went through COVID exactly. together. I mean, everything really... else imaginable. So, yeah. you know. Exactly. I mean, the best we can do is wash our hands. Exactly. Brush our teeth. Mm-hmm. Right? That's all and I've got. done both. So, Good, thank congratulations. You all righty. The health concerns out of the way. The snow <laughs> report update. That's what you're here for, everybody. Woo! We have a terrific show coming up uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Mm. We have our good friend, Dr. Hugh Ross, coming up at 435 to talk about this. Is heaven above 
and hell below us. <laughs> is that a John Lennon? Like, uh, is it lyric? above like the earth? Yeah. Like, if, could you see? I'm hell? going to heaven. I'm I going mean, up to if, heaven. If you look at, you know, photographs of the solar system, there's yeah. no heaven up there. Heaven. There's no hell. But like the medieval artwork shows yes. it very, very clearly. Exactly. Right? Well, how about the how about the uh, the ladder to heaven? Yes. Which, as a kid, I always imagined there was a ladder going to heaven, mm-hmm. right? And the pit of hell. I want to. I want to avoid that. Right. And and Hugh is an astrophysicist, so his perspective on this is multifaceted. Anyway, I'm looking Excellent. forward to Very that good. at four thirty-five. Also, the Dallas Zoo is losing animals. Mm. They're disappearing. We're not sure what's up with that. Uh, in the five o'clock hour, uh, Jay Slocum will be with us. Love the good Jay. news of complexity. And also, we'll talk about future cringe. One day, we'll look back on this moment and wonder what we were thinking. <laughs> Lex, you think you're going to feel that way? Future cringe. I already feel that okay, way. Oh, good. my God. Good. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Without further ado, then, with that in mind, uh, keep us uh, the news stories All for right. the day, please. The top four at four. For Tuesday, January 31st. This is it for January, you guys. 2023. Number one. Americans now say, John, that a lack of leadership from President Biden and the Congress is the country's biggest problem, outpacing inflation, the immigration crisis and the state of the economy, according to a poll released on Monday. Inflation and the economy came in last year as the top two issues, followed by government, immigration and unifying the country. You agree with that? It's according to today's New York Post. I do. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. OK. I think that's I think we both agree with that. Mm-hmm. Number two. Mm-hmm. The White House announced yesterday it would end the national and public health emergencies related to COVID-19. May 11th. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's what's going to change there? Well, he said it, he said it's going to give the healthcare system time to prepare for regulatory changes. What's ironic about it is he told 60 minutes back in September that the pandemic is over. <laughs> Well, the paperwork, <laughs> so you got to file the paperwork. There's a lot that goes into it actually right. ending. Right. Number three, the number of births in the U.S., John, this is great news, increased in 2021 for the first time in seven years. Oh, oh. Reversing goodness. trends that continued during the pandemic. Good. The report was published early this morning by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's National Center for Health Stats, mm-hmm. showed that there were 3,664,292 sweet little babes Excellent. born in 2021, which is a 1% increase. Very nice. The first of its, seen, of its kind since 2014. Very nice. Paul Anka thanks you. Don't. Okay, he does. It's the worst song in history. No, it's a good song. No, it's the worst song in history. Uh, from ABC News. And number four, mm-hmm. the U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, said he believes 13 is too young for children to be on social media platforms, Amen. despite some of the most popular platforms, including Facebook and Instagram, allowing users to be that age. Come on. He said it does a disservice to kids early in their teens when he was interviewed by CNN on mm-hmm. Sunday. He did not say if there will be any official guidelines or advisory based on that perspective. He also said he'd like to see parents band together to keep their young teens off of social media, given they are allowed on the platforms starting at age 13. And mm-hmm. that is your top four. At four. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That's from ABC Muse, as I have in my thing. I mean, kids I on social media. It's a bad idea. It's a train wreck. It's a bad isn't it? idea. All that anxiety, all the back, all that craziness, mm-hmm. right? Kids should be kids for as long as possible. Please. Interestingly enough, in talking to my 20-year-old daughter mm-hmm. uh, when she was home for Christmas, she said, Mom, when I have kids, they're not going to be allowed a uh, smartphone until they get married. 
<laughs> wow. That's pretty hardcore in that like, house. Wow. Till they get married. Okay. I said, now let me just rewind back to 14 year old oh, you. Pleading, pleading, crying, who was weeping. Like, she's like, I know, mom, but I didn't know then what I oh, know yes. now. The I was gnashing like, yeah, of teeth, okay. right? Yeah. The despair that was uh-huh. evident. All right. Keep those kids off. We're taking a break, but when we come back, Michelle Van Loon back with us. Christian boomers like me, she says, want to change. Some of us working to modify the unhealthy evangelical culture they helped to create. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it next. It's the Tuesday edition, the snow edition of the Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Helgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. I was surprised, a little dismayed a few years ago, to realize that one of the ultimate insults to people of a certain age, from another group of people of a certain age, is to say, boomer. 
I mean, we talked about this yesterday. It was a little, it's a little contemptuous, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that's the case between every generation, don't you think? Really? Yeah, I mean, different. Gen- I mean, how much do we pick on millennials? Yeah, I said to my mom, "Greatest generation." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that did you really do that? No, no of, course of course not. No, 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 of course you didn't. No. Well, maybe it's just now, but everybody did. Like, oh, that's a Gen X thing to do. I guess. I or that's know. what Gen Zs are doing. Mm-hmm. Nobody drives. <laughs> Nobody wants to graduate. Nobody pays for their cell phone. Talks on the phone. Nobody talks in the phone. Exactly. Michelle Van Loon is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show, author of six books, including her most recent, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry. Michelle uh, wrote a piece at CT. Welcome back, Michelle. Hi there, you guys. Good to see and hear you both. Good to see you as well. All right, Michelle. So you're talking about boomers, but in a Christian sense. And... uh, your article says that you'd like to undo some of the stuff that's been done. And I've got no idea what that might mean. Uh, so fill it out for us. Okay. Well, I'm not sure unless somebody knows uh, a rewind button on our lives that we can do to go back and overwrite any mistakes we've made. Um I'm not sure that redoing is exactly the thing, but maybe taking some time right now, right where we are, us who are boomers, and I'm imagining that many listening to this broadcast are probably in that category, born between 1946 and, say, 1964. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or you might be an older Gen X that is the generation that came right after right. us boomers. I'm a boomer. But, Cass, not a boomer. Just so one, you're a Gen X? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And our, our our new producer, Lex, what are you? I think I'm technically Gen Z. Yeah, she's Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Boomer, what are you, Kat? I'm Gen X. Gen X. Mm-hmm. So representing here, Michelle. Yep, exactly. Representing strong. We are, rep- we are representing. Mm-hmm. I'm on the younger end of the boomer spectrum. <laughs> um, and like like my millennial grandchildren, I also now hate talking on the phone. I'd rather get a text message than, <laughs> than a phone call. I'm If I get a phone call, it's either a telemarketer or something terrible has happened. So there's nothing in between. But for (laughs) us boomers, um, we we know at every stage of the game, we kind of created and shifted culture, both in popular culture and certainly in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're not... um, singing in many churches hymns anymore and people are coming dressed more casually in many churches and there's lots of external kind of signs that we boomers came and conquered Mm. but um we also did some damage along the way and um if we're hearing from our kids and our grandkids that They've got questions about church or they're deconstructing the churches that they grew up in um, spiritually. It's tempting to get defensive, but I wrote this piece to kind of encourage people to own 
the good, the bad, and the ugly. And my editor at CT said, it's easy to list the bad. We all can go down the list of, you know, great big buildings and great big programs and pastors that get a little too carried away with their own awesomeness or whatever the case may be, um, you know, but she also encouraged me to find some meaningful parts of our legacy as boomers, what we're giving to the church. So I came up with four, but I'd love to hear from you, John and Kathy, too, if you have anything to add to this little list that I created. Okay, good. All right, give us your list first, and then we'll tell you. Okay, all right, all right, it's on. So um, briefly, my four strengths that I came up with, and I really had to think about it for a while, was that the church is a more authentic place. Not that we're doing it perfectly, but the church that I joined in the 1970s, everybody was very well-behaved and didn't have any problems. If you had problems, you probably weren't doing your faith right. That was kind of the messaging. Mm -hmm. It's not true at the same level anymore. The second one was that we are getting much better about dealing with mental illness, mm -hmm. that it is becoming more destigmatized. Mm -hmm. We still have a long way to go, but many churches have become much more hospitable to those that are struggling with mental illness, yeah. especially in the wake of the pandemic. Um, the third one on my list was that those who've experienced abuse within the church by a pastor, um, whether it's spiritual abuse or sexual abuse, those conversations are are more accessible, in part thanks to social media, mm -hmm. but um, people are talking, and they weren't a generation ago. And um, finally, there's a, a growing distaste for the pastor as CEO and great big monster-sized congregations that churches are starting to think about other ways that they can be the church, and it might look different going forward. These are good things. Um, yeah. That was what I came up with. It's Like I said, it's easy to list the problems, um, and naming those problems is a part of kind of rightly understanding what our legacy may be, but um, also recognizing that it's just not all a big wall of shame, that there's some positive things that have emerged in the this last generation. Um, that was kind of where I landed. So that's good. What else would you guys add? I love all those, Michelle, and I think all those have bear a lot of fruit. I would say two things when I think about uh, the churches that I've attended, that there is a greater diversity in those who attend the churches, right? The uh, church mm -hmm. is not nearly as homogenized as it once was. Now, of course, a lot of churches still are, but you can go to, you know, churches in the city, and it's a big mix of people, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. I mean, you know, uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, wealthy people, people on the lower end of the mm -hmm. spectrum. It's a big, I think it's a big melting pot. Um, and I think churches oftentimes are very intentional about that, about having that mm -hmm. conversation. I'd also say that um, 
the regular sort of average, and I'm you know saying us, the average churchgoer has more of a say in the life and doctrine and style of the church as well. You know, I mean, I grew up in a church that was very monolithic. Uh, you just showed up and that was it. That, you know, you were expected to show up and uh, j- mm-hmm. just, you know, keep quiet and go about, your, you know, the business of worship. But now, I mean, you know, deacons, elders, just regular people are invited into the conversation about church polity and in some ways church politics, I think, for the better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, to me, a uh, uh, a mark of a, a healthy congregation mm-hmm. that there's an openness to that. There's mm-hmm. lots of places that still aren't, but I think the trend and in part because of social media where it's more, um, everybody's got to say whether they're saying crazy things or mean things or brilliant things. Kathy, what do you think? Well, I endorse all the things that I've heard. I think that there, I think, yeah, I do. I think that the four that you mentioned, I think the two that you mentioned, John, um, I can go along with two. Um, I'm going to bring up two that came to my mind. The first one is that um, addiction is now in the conversation. (laughs) And I think that is a huge huge leap forward an addiction of every kind if it's uh, alcohol if it's drugs if it's sex Internet. if it's if it's inner, whatever it is um i the, think that the church it. is willing to talk about mm-hmm. this yep yeah yep. Mm-hmm. um and the second thing and this can i know a lot of people are going to think that this is a negative i think it's a positive that clothes aren't as important as they used yeah. to be in going to worship mm-hmm. um when i was a little kid uh it was like you got really dressed up to go to church and mm-hmm. I know that that can be a good thing and it shows, you know, it shows respect or it shows a sense of, you know, care or whatever. I also mm-hmm. think it's an easy dividing line between people. Yes. And so I appreciate and maybe it's because of the church I go to, but that's just not important. Well, OK, so I, I think about this a lot because the church I attend, the pastor generally wears a suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do know I've been to churches where the pastor is wearing a running suit. I'm not right. like I don't know, I don't I'm right. I'm not, I'm not pro saying, running suit. Yeah, I'm not pro running suit either. But do you do you see what I mean though about the dividing line? But I also worry about like I see that pastor and I go he's wearing that suit and tie which I mean I, you know this is how we are. The negative thing is that we are so splintered that everything could can be in a front or a mm-hmm. minefield. I, I cuz I think oh no, the pastor's wearing a suit for those who are not or those who are, you know, more relaxed is that somehow we're seeking this is just me. We're secretly shaming each other. The pastor is better than us somehow. And I, and I don't I, I don't believe that, but I think, you know, we could drill down into the fracturedness of society today and, and bring life to that. Yeah. And I don't know how much we can lay. I don't know how much. I mean, you can't bifurcate generations. So it's not like this is just a boomer thing right. or just a Gen X thing or just a millennial thing. But when you see people uh, in the cyberspace, you know, whether it's people singing Christian music or it's pastors who are interacting in that space, they're not, nobody's wearing a suit or very few people are wearing a suit and tie anymore. What do you mean cyberspace? Like Zoom church? Yeah, like Zoom church okay. or if you're looking at YouTube music or whatever oh, it sure, is, sure, sure, sure. you're just seeing people who necessarily aren't wearing expensive clothes. Doesn't mean that they can't look good, but mm-hmm. you're. it's just not like there were... I mean, when I was a kid, I'm thinking when I was five and six years old, I mean, there was jewelry on Sunday morning. Yeah. Really? 
jewelry and heels and expensive clothes and right, right. that whole thing. Now, I, that was a white Presbyterian church. Now, mm-hmm. if we're talking to um, people of color in our audience, I wonder, I mean, I bet your church is still done up. I bet it's way more dressed up than mine I is. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. I wonder about this. So I guess it depends on what your look, what right. helps well, your community. We moved to the South, and I showed up at a very formal church wearing, you know, my usual shorts and a Mm T-shirt, which I would have done in where we used to live in Chicago, because we always went to very casual um, congregations. And I had that feeling of, oh, I am way underdressed for this crowd. Right, right. So it's still in some places, but certainly the trend is... Um, things have changed in the last generation, right. for sure. Okay, so I wonder about all these things. And this is what I go back to often, is that in a new, modern, relaxed style, and I'm not saying that, you know, one is more so than the other, but I do think about it. Is 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 the casualness in some ways denying us of the opportunity to be, I even hate to say this, but I, I believe it, to be holier in some way. Yeah. No, I think I actually think that reinforces a negative stereotype. You do? Yes. Because holiness isn't about what you wear. I know that, but there's a certain amount of respect that you you're showing up giving your best. Mhm. Mm. But that can so easily well, I don't know, what do you think, Michelle? Well, I'm always going to be fall on team casual. I'm an old Jesus freak with a hippie streak <laughs> inside of me. And so I have a tie-dye t-shirt. Mm. I, I haven't worn it to church yet, but I might. This may be the weekend. But I think I think it's more recognizing that the, the trends that are happening now are going to continue af- after we're gone. Some of these things are positive things. Yes. You know, that people can just show up as they are, which we've we we've sung and prayed and invited people come as you are. Um, and so being able to lean into that maybe is one of those gifts that will transfer to the next generations. Yeah. Um, and along with so many of these other things, like the dealing more honestly with addiction and mental illness and abuse and um, being able to, to just make it safe to come as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Michelle, it's been a fun conversation. We it appreciate has. you. I think as long as people show up. Yeah, that's the most important right? thing. Yes, it's right in their tie-dye. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Michelle Van Loon's been yeah, with hippie. us. Check out her latest book, Translating Your Past, Finding Meaning in Family Ancestry, Genetic Clues, and Generational Trauma. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, you guys. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. 
To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Do you know if your children are up to date with their CDC-recommended immunizations? I'm Father Paul Abernathy, CEO of the Neighborhood Resilience Project. In our communities, we do everything we can to help protect our children. And one of the most important things is helping to keep our children healthy. It is important to stay on top of their vaccinations. The CDC recommends a vaccination schedule that helps protect against 14 serious diseases before the age of two. There's a lot to consider when it comes to your child's health. But I know getting our children vaccinated with all recommended doses at the scheduled times is one of the most important steps we can take to help protect them from certain serious illnesses. Visit VaccinateOurChildren.com to find information about the importance of keeping your children up to date with their immunizations. This message was brought to you by the Urban League of Greater Pittsburgh in partnership with Pfizer. Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 16. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 28. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. We'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine for Thursday. Expect a high Thursday of 38. Friday, partly sunny skies. It will be windy and frigid Friday with a high of 17. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Okay, so uh, we were just talking to a boomer there. And she confessed that other than telemarketers, she rarely talks on the phone. Right. Now, I was talking to one of my sisters the other day. I was texting with one of my sisters the other day. And I it had been like, a, I don't know, maybe two weeks or so since we had talked. So I started off by texting and then I just called her. Because it was just easier. Way easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a content, for full con- I get texting. I don't mind texting at all for short little bursts. But when you want to, like, dig deeper into a conversation about what's going on with you, what's going on there, what happened there, the text is not cut at all. No, but 90% of your conversations aren't that. So, so. maybe Probably. 95% of your conversations aren't that. Who do you, do you talk to specifically? Anyone on the phone only? My husband. Mm-hmm. My kids. Yeah. On the phone. My sister. Mm-hmm. My wife, my kids, and my sisters. That's about it. Everybody else I text. Seriously, I don't... I, 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 
We hardly ever talk on the phone. You and I. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I need to. <laughs> we sit across the table. From each other I mean, seriously. Hours a day for crying that's a last. Hey, it's eight eight thirty. I need to call Cap. <laughs> I'll tell you, one person I'm missing is John. <laughs> what the heck? All right, study. Sure what John's doing? <laughs> yeah. I, sh- I should call him up. Yeah. Hear your voice. Okay. Study finds we follow this. Uh, calling people on the phone sparks anxiety in many today, but research shows it can boost mental health. Okay. Do you remember being a kid and going through the learning curve of talking on the phone? Yes, because I'd go to call my friends and their parents would answer. There was rehearsal. I used to rehearse. Yes. Yeah. And so you'd have to say, hi, mm-hmm. this is Kathy. Is Amy home? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I would. it would take me 10 minutes of rehearsal to make the yes. phone call. Yes. Or then the phone. And I'd hang up. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Hold on. Let me start over. Or what if you were trying to call a girl? Oh, the worst. I, st- I told you the story. I used to call, if I was interested in a girl, I'd call her from the payphone at the Gulf Station. What, so you could get away from your sisters? Because there was nine people in the house. Like, I'm going to have, like, you know, a little conversation with someone with nine other people. Right. It's not, it's not going to happen. No, I'd go down to the Gulf Station and put a dime in. That's how long ago that was. But I would sit in that in that phone booth for, like, an hour screwing up the courage so I could, yes. you know... Very anxious. Lexi, how do you feel about talking on the phone? I get through it. (laughs) You get through it. I'm not big on it, um, Mm -hmm. but but like you guys said, like if there's like something big to talk about and texting is just, sometimes it's just too much. Sometimes it's easier to call. Um, But I always had that anxiety like when at... When at my previous job, I would have to like call someone, or if I would have to answer the phone, I'd be like, "Okay." But now <laughs> you're on the phone all the time. Yeah, and it's not that bad. No, it's good, right? <laughs> and, and Lex, how old are you? I am 23. Okay, so 23. It's a skill set. Yeah. So, did you have to do like? Do you have to rehearse something before you? Absolutely. Yeah. I 100. You know what? I still do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a smart thing to do. Well, I think it is too. I yeah. taught my kids to do that. I said, if you write it down, mm-hmm. like if you're concerned about it, write it down, right. and then you just have something to look at when you're talking yeah. on the phone. I used to. Uh, <laughs> I had a job where I was making cold calls. Oh, that's that's the worst. I made cold calls. And so then finally, like you break through the receptionist to the, the person. I remember here, I remember one time I was on hold and I was like, oh, the receptionist was like, hold on, I'll put you through. I said to myself out loud while I'm on hold, okay, don't screw this up. Okay. Every, <laughs> just don't screw this up. And the receptionist said, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I was talking to myself. I mean, <laughs> It's a lot, but I think it's a super important skill, though, to have a phone skill. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, Lexi, do you think do you find it's an important skill to have? Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. all right. Because I think a lot of people who are twenty three might think, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. I don't need it, but I think it really does matter. Yeah, I mean, my my kids. That's the last thing that they want to do is talk on the phone. Yeah. What's the last thing I want to do? You know, mm-hmm. I hate to talk on the phone. Lexi, don't call me. All right. Now, kid. I'm not. <laughs> if you have an emergency, call me. But like, text me instead. Yeah, I just I have a hard time with the phone. One hundred one point five WORD. Doctor Charles Stanley. 
Do we have the courage to trust him and obey him no matter what's going on? If you want life at its best, you can just wrap it up in that. You want life at its best, trust him and obey him and leave all the consequences to him because he's going to take care of all the consequences of our obedience. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. My son, Finn, was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's my... Hey, Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan Water expert at Culligan.com. What if, instead of focusing on how students can serve the market... Educators focused on how schools can serve students. Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. So sometimes if we pray, we bow our head. Sometimes when we pray, we look up. In worship, people raise their hands towards the sky. Seems natural. Right? So does that mean God's up there? Does that mean heaven is up there? Like in a geographic sense, is God up there? Like if you could draw a straight line to the universe beyond the galaxies that go on forever, that straight line somehow would find God. Is that is that true? And does that mean hell is underneath the universe? I mean, we know it's not underneath Earth or above Earth because we've seen above and below Earth and there's no heaven or hell there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it's interesting that we... Does the Bible talk about this? 
Hugh Ross is with us. He's a regular guest on our show, astrophysicist and author. He's a senior scholar and founder of Reasons to Believe. It's an organization that researches and communicates how discoveries about nature harmonize with the words of the Bible. His many books include The Creator and the Cosmos and Why the Universe is the Way it Is and Improbable Planet. Hugh, very interesting subject. Please be our guide to heaven above. Well, we all need to take a course or two in extra-dimensional mathematics. Oh, okay, <laughs> I mean, I just... now we're talking. <laughs> okay. Now we're talking. Yikes. Okay, so... so for it... example, yeah, go ahead. I took a course where we had to figure out, okay, how many spatial dimensions do you need uh, to put spherical oranges into a cubicle box where there's no space between the oranges? The answer is, if you've got a million dimensions of space, you can make that work. Mm. <laughs> And the Bible tells us that God, cre- when he created the universe, he created space and time. Mm-hmm. So he's not constrained by our space-time dimensions. And an analogy I use in my book, Beyond the Cosmos, is to consider a universe where there's only length and width and no height. And, uh, you know, it tells us in the Bible that God can see us like we don't see one another, and that we can't see him, we can't touch him, yet he's very close to us. Well, for example, I could put my hand one millimeter above the Flatland universe of Mr. and Mrs. Flat. Because I'm in a dimension that they can't experience, they can't see me, they can't touch me, Mm. yet I'm only a millimeter away. And so when Jesus ascended up to heaven, yes, the disciples saw him lifting off of the earth, uh, but he didn't go straight up. He went into another dimension. After all, he can create space-time dimensions at will. He's not constrained by space-time dimensions. And, uh, you know, people used to think that hell was in the core of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, we've looked at the core. That's not where hell is. And uh, what I find interesting, the Bible is explicit. When God replaces our universe with a brand-new creation, both heaven and hell survive that replacement which tells me heaven and hell can't possibly be within the dimensions of length, width, height, and time. They have to be beyond those dimensions. So then we can't see it. It's not up. It's not down. uh, But dimensions are everything. And, Hugh, are there multiple dimensions, perhaps? Well, we know, for example, that just to explain how the particles in our universe can exist along with the universe, there has to be nine dimensions of space, the three big ones we're familiar with, length, width, and height, and six very tiny space dimensions. So yes, there are other dimensions of space and time. Uh, When God created the universe, he created the space-time dimensions, and uh, he's not constrained by those dimensions. The angels, for example, dwell in a completely different dimensional realm than we do. And when you read about the new creation in Revelation 21 and 22, it violates the physics if it was constrained to just length, width, and height. Dr. Hugh Ross is with us, astrophysicist and author. Uh, Hugh, I was uh, maybe two years ago meditating on uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and I was thinking about that phrase that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And um, it, I was kind of hearkening back to a previous conversation that John and I had had with N.T. Wright, and he was talking about the um, conversion of Paul and what that was like on the road to Damascus. And, and in uh, N.T.'s book uh, called Paul, 
he basically discusses the fact that Jesus came to Paul from a different dimension. And in my head, in my head, prior to that conversation, I kind of pictured Jesus in the sky kind of talking to Paul and uh, N.T. Wright really opened up my eyes to it being different. So therefore, when I was meditating on Hebrews 11, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, that all of a sudden seemed potentially different, too. So can I ask your take on both of those things? Well, I think N.T. Wright is exactly uh, correct. I mean, Jesus came into the upper room where the windows and doors were locked and he appeared in physical form. That was because he wasn't constrained to the dimensions of length, width, and height. And so, for example, he could have been outside the upper room in three completely different dimensions of space and simply rotated from one dimension to another to get his three-dimensional physical body from dimensions four, five, and six into dimensions one, two, and three, and he could leave uh, the same way. You've got Paul saying he was taken up to the third heaven. Well, the third heaven is that dimensional realm beyond uh, the universe. So N.T. Wright is exactly correct. And those cloud of witnesses, you know, when we pass from this life and go into the next life as a follower of Jesus Christ, we move from the playing field of planet Earth into a different dimensional realm where we're up in the stands and we become spectators. And so when you pass from this life, you'll be able to still observe what's going on in the face of the earth. But like a spectator, you will not be able to interfere. And Paul makes the point, while we're alive here on earth, now is the time to make a difference. Because when you become a spectator, you will not be able to have any impact. Uh, God can have an impact, but the dead in Christ, uh, they're there watching. I also enjoy the fact that like spectators, They cheer when they see us achieving a spiritual victory, Mm. and they grieve when they see us failing in the spirit realm. So they have emotions. Again, it's like the spectators in the stand. They get to enjoy what they're seeing. They're cheering us, uh, doing the devil, uh, but not influence events here on earth. That's for those of us that are still alive. Fascinating. Okay, so Hugh, other than the moment of our demise, when we are either in heaven and or hell, uh, does science um, talk about this at all? Uh, Does science say that there's a possibility that in the here and now, someone could uh, go into these other dimensions? Well, what science does tell us, we have space-time theorems. We now have 30 of them that prove that if there's mass in the universe, and all of us are living proof that the universe contains mass, and the second condition is, does general relativity reliably describe the movements of massive bodies in the universe? We can now prove that to 17 places of the decimal. On those two conditions, space and time have a beginning. Space and time must be created, implying there must be a causal agent beyond the space-time dimensions of the universe that created our cosmic space-time dimensions. So yes, science does weigh in on this subject, and it's consistent with what the Bible teaches. Of all the world's holy books, the Bible stands alone in saying that the beginning of the universe is not just the beginning of matter and energy, it's the beginning of space and time itself, and that God was active before he created time. I mean, what that really encourages me is the many passages in the Bible that tell us that before God created anything, he began his works of redemption. 
And so he was planning my redemption even before the universe existed. Hmm. Hugh, tell us something that you're looking forward to in the new heaven and the new earth. Well, I'm looking forward to being able to ask a lot of questions that I can't get answers to in this creation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be able to talk to somebody that really knows the answers. Fabulous. And I've got a lot of questions, but I'm also looking forward to the fact that when I enter from past from this life to the next life, I'm no longer going to be constrained by the laws of physics of this universe or space-time dimensions. And the promise of that is we're going to be able to experience a level of free will expression that means that love that I'll experience once I pass from this life to the next life, it's going to be exponentially greater than any love I can express or experience in this creation. That's why Paul said, it's better that I die Mm -hmm. and go to be with the Lord. Uh, But he says, I have a job to do here. I know God wants me to complete the mission that I have here on earth. That's fascinating. Dr. Hugh Ross is with us. Check out his many books, including The Creator and the Cosmos, Why the Universe is the Way it Is, and or Improbable Planet. Hugh, we love you. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Hugh. You're fascinating. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. My pleasure. Our pleasure. Truly it is. Hugh Ross and Reasons to Believe. Take a quick break. Come back. Oh, Animals at the Zoo. That's next. Our little brother says the word, dodo word, 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? (laughs) You started it. Okay. So, here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman. Which means... We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases. And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So don't be a... And we're done. We are United United Faith Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. 
Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Okay, so something weird's going on at the Dallas Zoo. I, you kind of think, people, who's doing this? The Dallas Police Department investigating another missing animal case at the Dallas Zoo after two tamarind monkeys were reported missing from the zoo yesterday. The Dallas PD says that a preliminary investigation into the disappearance determined an intentional cut was made into the monkey enclosure at the zoo. Um, they say that these monkeys... What is wrong with people? I don't know. Uh, the monkeys tend to stay close to their home, so they searched around the enclosure. Of course, no monkeys. The Dallas Zoo reported uh, last week that one of its vultures living in the wilds of Africa habitat was found dead over the weekend. And then the week before, a, four, a four-year-old leopard named, named Nova went missing, prompting this zoo to close for two days. She was located, uh, but... Where was she? Close by the enclosure. And again, the same three cuts. Someone's cutting through the zoo enclosures and somehow extracting these animals. Is that creepy or That's what? That's a horrible thing to do. I don't know. Oh, that hacks me off. Is that an activist, that an animal activist saying no zoos? Because people like, right? Yeah. You, you would think right. that that would be the case. Right. Well, I'm sure that the monkeys might not feel that way since that's their current home. Where, where are you going to do with uh, Monkeys are dangerous. Mm. Right? Are they? Oh, my gosh. Rip your face off. I mean, of course, they, there's a thousand variety of monkeys, but it's not like some little cute, cuddly thing like you're holding a kitten or something. Very, very dangerous animals. I don't know. When's the last time you were at the zoo? Hmm. Long time. I've been, it's been a long time for us. When the kids were little, we, we would go all there the, all thing. the time. Same thing. We'd spend hours, right. hour after hour. Right. You know. I bet it's been easily for us a decade. Yeah, I'd say maybe eight years, seven mm. years since I've been there. Mm. Because I do have young nieces and nephews, so I think I was You've there taken with them. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lexi, a zoo lover. I am, and I was at the Dallas Zoo less than six months ago. What tell are you? Me. Okay, tell us everything. Where are those monkeys, you know. lady? <laughs> I don't know where the monkeys are, right. but um, nice. it's a very nice zoo. Mm. So, and we also know people who are uh, me and my significant other know um, a couple of the workers Keepers. there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So. so, do you have any info on what's going on at the zoo? <laughs> we haven't talked to him in a hot minute. Okay. So well, I guess would you just make the hot minute short, even <laughs> shorter and text them right now? I, <laughs> I absolutely will. What's Won't even call them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can you can say, look. You should call. Yeah, it's more we're discussing it's it on the air right now, and we need to know what is what up. What is going on with people, right? Okay, your favorite part of the zoo, Pittsburgh Zoo, right now. Elephants. Always the elephants. Uh, how can you not love the elephants? I love the elephants. Right? I love the I mean, savannah. that African savanna thing is very nice, right? I know. Isn't it? Although you do love, I love a monkey as well. Yeah, the primate thing is cool. Super cool. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. You? I just don't like the plexiglass between us and the primates. But with, with like I, a little scream. Well, that's a, yeah, but like then a little, I, apparently that's not safe. Right. So. Remember the bears? I wonder if the bears are so that because it was like super tight. 
Yeah. Right? It was like something like out of 1930s zoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always felt bad that, you know, they're like, oh, they're in there. I don't even remember where that is in the zoo right now. I don't either. But I think I'd pick this van. I also really love the flamingos. Do you know the flamingos start out white? Really? And uh, it's what they eat that turns them the color that they are. What are they eating? It's, I forget. It's pink. Interesting. Like, I don't know. That's like half of a trivia thing Thank I you. gave you. You heard what it is, here on the ride what, home. What are they eating? I don't, I don't know. know. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey with SRN News I'm Bob Agnew in Washington Republican Congressman George Santos of New York is temporarily stepping down from his two congressional committees a day after meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy Santos told GOP colleagues he would not serve on his two assigned committees amid ongoing ethics questions he has faced numerous calls for his resignation and is facing multiple investigations by prosecutors over his personal and campaign finances and lies about his resume and family background Republican Tom Cole of Oklahoma said the decision was well received from the GOP conference saying, I think it was the appropriate thing to do. Greg Clugston, Washington. Police say at least 10 people were wounded too critically on Monday at a drive-by shooting in Lakeland, Florida. The eight of the victims have non-life-threatening wounds. Only three were transported by emergency management services. This is SRN News. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. My Pillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off My Pillow tiles, just go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954 or visit mypillow.com, promo code WORD. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. 
You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law. Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 16. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 28. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. We'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine for Thursday. Expect a high Thursday of 38. Friday, partly sunny skies. It will be windy and frigid Friday with a high of 17. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. This is an auspicious day in aviation history because today, the very last 747 ever manufactured was handed over to its new owners. And from this point forward, no more 747s will be made brand new. Now, the 747 first was uh, beginning its design in the early to mid-60s. Pan American said, we, we need a large plane. And so Boeing started to do some design work. The very first one that ever flew was in 1970 when Boeing took its 300 employees who worked on the plane from a flight New York to London. Really? Mm-hmm. Um. Over 1,500 747s have been produced. The one that was uh, started, it was given away to its new owners today, started production in September. And look, it just finished its production last Mm -hmm. week. Um, Someone said, uh, I'm reading an article in uh, today's New York Times, that they said, if you were to make a list of the 10 most important airplanes from from the Wright Brothers flyer to where we are today, the Boeing 747 must be on that list. Is that right? That's how crucial it has been really? to aviation history. Really? What's interesting is, you know, uh, the interesting thing, well, there's many interesting things about the 747, that, that the front, the front of the plane opens up. It, it's on a hinge. So like, you know, the you know that, that big bubble that yeah, sits up front? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was designed for cargo. So when it goes on its hinge and opens up, all the cargo just goes. It makes it loading so much easier for all. Huh. And by far I and away. That. Yeah. By far and away, most of the 747s that are in service today are cargo planes. Mm. And the plane that was handed over today will be used for cargo. Okay. It's also said that these things are so reliable, the engineering is so solid, that they will continue to be used for decades ahead. Really? Even mm-hmm. though they're going to be out of production? Yep. Wow. Not fascinating. Have you ever... Flown on one? Well, I'm not sure. Oh, you I mean, would know. 
Really? Why? why how, how would? See, here's the thing. See, I was just geeked whenever I the first time I rode on one. Okay, so when you make your plane reservation, mm-hmm. it'll tell, tell you, you what kind of plane you're on. Right. I never. You pay don't pay any. attention to that. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure that's probably lame. Do you like geek out on what plane you're going to be on? Mm, well, my sister, you know, my sister spent decades as a flight attendant. I mean, she was a flight attendant when it was glamorous. She was, you know, I remember yeah. her leaving. She was wearing white gloves, and I was like, holy smokes! And she did it for so long. That um, her seniority was when she retired, she was flying once a month to Paris and back, and she would satisfy her, oh her airtime. Oh my time. gosh. Yeah. A flight to Paris and back. So she's she's been around the world like a bajillion times and has flown 747s as well. I mean, yes, the iconic thing, one of the iconic things other than the hump is the spiral staircase. Oh, oh, I, then I don't think I've ever been on one. Really? I remember the spiral staircase in movies. Yeah. But I so I don't think I've ever, no I've never seen that. Upstairs is of course first class. It was also converted oftentimes, especially in the heyday of the high end air travel, to piano bars. They'd have pianos up there, oh people my. hanging out, That's big parties. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Now people are getting fist fights on airplanes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget the spiral staircase. Good grief. No, but I just I'm, and the idea of the you know the seven forty seven to me that was akin almost to the moon landing. It was so revolutionary. And so, holy smokes, this is who we are as modern people. This is the apex of flight that anyone can attend to. Okay, so if I'm flying in a plane that's like a a two-seat and then an eight-seat and then a three, is Mm -hmm. that a triple seven? A 737. Oh, okay. Uh, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing so, about so the huge transatlantic flights, like if you're going to the Far East or something, yeah. those are those are a seven thirty seven. More often than not, I mean, you know, there's different. You know, that's a Boeing. You know, there's Airbus. There's you know, uh, there's all, all sorts of different manufacturers. But the thing about the what made the seven forty seven so distinct, it was ten seats across. Mm. Just so, and no, I no no aisle. Yeah, there were or you two, do two aisles. There on were the two side. aisles, and there were two. You know, I think it was two to maybe two or four, but you know, in the middle oh, row, there were ten, yeah. ten across. Okay, well, when I flew back from Germany, maybe I was on a seven forty seven. Okay. I don't remember the. I don't remember the the staircase though, but I do. I think there was ten across there. front of the plane. Yeah. Okay. Fabulous. I just and love can it so you much. load in the front and back? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember us loading in the front and back. Have you ever uh, been stranded as far as like, I'm supposed to be on that plane and you can't like, you're held up by something? Yes. Okay. Me too. Pining, right? Pining mm-hmm. to, to get off the plane. Or no, I mean, or pining to get on the plane. Yeah. Or like being stuck in a plane, making a, making a connection to your next connection, right? Listen to this. I was trying to leave Germany and fly back to the U.S. with a group of people and uh people they were kids and well they were (laughs) (laughs) there were there were adults too yes but the problem was uh that our flights our seats that we had reserved them when we went to check in at the airport they were like you don't have seats for the entire group yeah no much worse for only a third of the group <laughs> what so, happened? So two thirds of the group was went ahead. Was, when was was supposed to be on the plane, and one third wasn't. But guess who? The one third were the adults. Hmm. I mean, it was like we had all these kids. Right, anyway, right, it right. was. 
anyway, it was like until the very last minute, we did not know we were going to be on that plane. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I mean, we're looking out at the like little, it was like a little kind of van thing that was going to take us to the airport. And we're thinking. We're not going. We're not going. No one's going anywhere. We're not going. And we had kids crying. Oh, my gosh. We had kids. It was like total emotional breakdown. <laughs> You're very powerless at moments like yes, that. Yes, you are. People. Right. Okay, we'll take a, a break. We come back. The good news of complexity, how the Bible gives us complex elements of the creation like fire and water rather than simple elements like dirt or wood. Interesting conversation up next. 101.5 WORD. There's a unique pain that boys can go through when they don't have a father in their life to help mold and shape them as they grow up. And Roland C. Warren understands that all too well. The kids have a hole in their soul in the shape of their dad. And if a father is unable or unwilling to fill that hole, it can leave a wound that's not easily healed. And so, you know, for much of my life, I was a wounded soul. Single mothers raising sons of promise. Next time on Family Life Today with David Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. One of my favorite places to visit is Corfu, Greece, to soak in stunning views of whitewashed churches and thatched-roofed windmills in what is essentially a scenic playground. Then, the privilege of turning to the Bible to gain new insights from the history of the storied location and to discover again how Scripture gains fresh meaning when we're moving in this part of the world. Join Alistair Begg for a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. Hey, folks, listen, you have got to check out Up Faith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. Enjoy some of the best movies, inspiring series, quality dramas, comedies, documentaries, and exclusive events. And it's all ad-free. With Up Faith and Family, you can stream uplifting family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families, accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit RaymaChristianSchool.org. We are complex beings, are we not? I mean, holy smokes. Pastor Jay Slocum is back with us. Jay's been a regular guest on our show. He is the rector at St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. And Jay, welcome back. 
John and Kathy, thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be with you. Jay, when we think about how God uh, communicates with us, yeah, we were just talking to Hugh Ross in a previous segment a couple of minutes mm. ago about what what dimensions what dimensions there are and what we might mm. expect um, where heaven is or where God dwells or um, where you know when we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, what does that mean? Where are they? <laughs> you know, are they up? Are they down? Um, and so he was taking us back to Genesis that God created space and time uh, and then put us in it so that we have, you know, we're restricted in some ways, mm-hmm. right? In our understanding of the universe, our physical boundaries, our, our physical boundaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so his communication with us also, because we are limited creatures, has to be limited in some way. So tell us how you think about that. So that's really fascinating because I was teaching in the Gospels earlier in the month, and we are in the book of John, and we are looking at John the baptizer, baptizing Jesus in the Jordan River. And it's kind of clunky because if you know John's Gospel, he starts in Genesis too. Well, actually, he doesn't start in Genesis. He starts in the cosmos. He says, you know, he goes, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. God was in the beginning, and the light came into the world, and the darkness didn't understand it. And then he says, yet to all those who did understand it, they became uh, those who have the right to become children of God. And then all of a sudden, John the baptizer, the guy who eats bugs and wears a big thick Carhartt thing, you know, is baptizing <laughs> people in the river. Yeah. And he says, I didn't know about this, but the spirit told me that when you see this guy come and the spirit of fire rests on him, that's going to be the one who's going to save us. He's the light of the world. And so John is being cosmic. He's being huge and big. And so I had to preach on that. And I had always just kind of run over the John the Baptist thing because, like, let's get to the good stuff. You know, let's get to the cross and let's yeah. get to the wedding at Canaan Galilee and all the all the jazz that John does. But, you know, what he's talking about there is this thing that he was picking up on as a person who studies the cosmos. And uh, it's complexity. It is that things are not simple and that we, even though we are limited, Kathy and John, very much so, we are still made in the image of God and we are these splendid people. So let me just share a funny little anecdote with you. For the last four years, you know what I've been doing. I'm working in a workshop, restoring bikes and and furniture and wood and working with wood and metal. The great thing about that is I had the privilege for four years of doing very simple things, working with very simple things. When you work on a piece of wood and you come back, guess what? It's still there. <laughs> yeah. When you're and now I'm, and now I, I I started working as a pastor again. If you leave somebody and come back a week later and they're still there, you have a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have a pretty significant problem. Yeah. You may have to be doing a funeral because people aren't like pieces of wood. They aren't simple. They are constantly moving, and it's a very complex world, and we live in a world of 747s, and, you know, I'm, I'm living in, I was living in this world where, you know, I, was, I lived a slow enough life that I could think about things very deeply and, and think about things, and I always, I'm making up sermons as I'm working on stuff, and now I'm actually working with people, and boy, they are moving around fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a big difference, isn't there? 
So I was delighted when I got into John because John says, look, John said, there is a piece of wood in the gospel, right? Yeah. There's a piece of wood. It's a cross. But we put somebody up on it, and a week later, he wasn't there. Mm. You know? I mean, he's resurrected. So what happens with John when he baptizes Jesus is something very complex happens. He doesn't folk, he doesn't give us the element of wood. He gives us the element of water and fire. And think about how complex water is. Water can wash you. It can clean you. It can include you. You, the word baptism is it means to enter in. We use baptism as a right for entry into the church. Water can kill you. Water can nourish you. Isn't that fascinating how complex it is, has all these aspects? Yeah. And that's why baptism is something we've always struggled with in the church. It's, we can't always agree on what it means because it's so complex. So John baptizes with water because water's complex, and we need that in our lives because we're so complex. But then he doesn't stop there. He says, oh, well, guess what? God's going to come to you, at, and he's going to send his spirit. And hit, though in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is always associated with fire. So he says, Jesus is going to come and baptize you with the spirit of fire. Now think about how many things fire can do. It can, it can, it can uh, warm you. It can heat up your food. It can nourish you. Um, it, it can warm your house. It can be used as a weapon. And it can also separate things. If you work with steel, you melt down steel and it separates the slag from the steel. It's a cleansing agent, right? I mean, it's a separator. And so that, I think, is why God uses these huge elements, because something real simple isn't going to solve our problems. It's not going to speak to us. It's not going to allow God to get to us in, in our limited capacity. Um, he's got to use something like fire and water to help us understand who he is and who we are in relationship to him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Jay Slocum's with us from St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. So I'm looking at, at John 1 as you're talking, Jay, and this is, yeah. the, this is the 32nd verse. Yeah. It says, then John yeah. gave this testimony. I think this is NIV I'm reading. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. not have known him except yeah. that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. Now, i got to be honest with you, I've never (laughs) noticed that before. I know, and here's the thing, Kathy. In Matthew, he says, Holy Spirit and fire. In Luke, Luke says, and Holy Spirit and fire. In Mark, because Mark's the action figure of the Gospels, it's real fast, only 17 chapters, he just says, Holy Spirit. And John has already told us that the Holy Spirit is a fire because he says the light came into the world. What's the source of light? The sun. Mm-hmm. What is the sun? A burning ball of fire. So we know that this, this thing that's going to come down here is not going to be this piece of wood. In the Bible, pieces of wood are idols. He's sending, he's send, sending something that's moving and living and, and it's active. And guess what it is? It's a person, a third person of the Trinity's come down. Kathy, I'd never seen it before either. I passed over because I wanted to get to the good stuff, what what I thought was the good stuff. (laughs) This is good stuff. So, Jay, do you think, I mean, that description is so vivid. I mean, did John the Baptist actually see a flame over Jesus? What do you think? 
I think he did saw, see something significant like that. It says when the Holy Spirit came down in Acts, when they were in the upper room, what came upon their heads? Mm. Tongues yeah. of fire. Tongues of fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always tongues of fire. Whenever the ghost come, Holy Ghost comes, the Holy Spirit comes, it comes mm-hmm. with, in a, in a, as fire. And that's why he shifts, he shifts emphasis from water to fire. But the thing I really like about this is he's trying to give us an element that is most like what a person is like, which is something that's complex and moving. Look, he did not know something was going to come until the Spirit came and told him. It was, it's like this. The Spirit calls us, right? Only a person. If a person came to your house and knocked on your door, you'd have to respond. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Yep. Who's there? Knock, knock, knock. Go away. Knock, knock, knock. Don't let the cat out. You know, <laughs> God's not a force. And I think uh, modern people really tend to think God is, is this sort of force. He's somebody, if we get the formula right, or we do the right rituals, or if we behave right, then he's going to reward us. And we're not, we're not dealing with the spirit of God and the person of God is, is a person. And people are unique and they have a personality and they say yes and no, and you can't push them around very easily. They fight back and our God is person. And that's what we need in our lives. We don't need a block of wood or a force. We need a person. I love that John and Kathy, because it really allows us to to understand what Jesus is saying in chapter 16 to 19 of John, where he, he goes on for three chapters about the Spirit. He said, I'm going to send the Spirit, and the Spirit's going to be with you, and and don't be sad, and you're going to have the Spirit. And John is writing this book, and John was Jesus' best friend. He's reflecting back on this when he's writing, and it changed John's whole life because Jesus left him and ascended into heaven, but he sent him the Spirit, and that Spirit's a person. And that's really good news, I think. Jay, when you were talking about a uh, block of wood, I kept coming back to uh, Isaiah 44, which is one of my favorite passages <laughs> about, I, I mean, isn't that it's so this is where he's talking about all who make idols are nothing. Oh, and I'm going to read this for people who aren't familiar. This is Isaiah uh, 44. This I'm going to start at verse 14. It says he cuts down cedars or perhaps took a cypress or oak. He let it grow among the trees of the forest or planted a pine and the rain made it grow. It is man's fuel for burning. Some of it he takes and warms himself. He kindles a fire, bakes bread. But he also fashions a god and worships it. He makes an idol and bows down to it. Half of the wood he burns in the fire and over it prepares his meal. He roasts his meat and eats his fill and also warms himself and says, Oh, I'm warm. I see the fire. But from the rest, he makes a god. His idol, he bows down to it and worships. He prays and says, save me. You are my God. And then Isaiah says, I love this so much. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Their eyes are plastered over so they cannot see and their minds closed so that they cannot understand. Nobody stops to think. Nobody has the knowledge or understanding to say half of it I used for fuel. I even baked bread over its coals. I roasted meat and I ate. But shall I make a detestable thing from what is left? Shall I bow down to a block of wood? (laughs) Right. Isn't it fantastic? And John Calvin said, uh, the human heart is an idol factory until yeah. Jesus 
enters it with his the person of his spirit. And that now all of a sudden you have somebody who really can talk, you can really talk to, and who really listens to you and has real power to change your life and you can trust. In fact, if you read to the end of John 1, um, you see that it, the spirit is so powerful in um, a person's life, one of the disciples' life, they actually get his name changed, right? I mean... He's so powerful because when you have a powerful experience, a religious experience, it's it's common for people to change something, right? They they say I'm a different person. Jesus says to Peter, "Hey, your name is Cephas. Listening, you're kind of the guy with ADHD in the in the group. You yeah. you, you can't pay. You're all over the map. I I'm going to give you a new name. Your name's going to be Cephas or Rock or Rocky or the Rock, the one who can't be moved. And so the Spirit comes into Peter's life." And the guy is promised that he's going to become this guy who can't be moved. And, you know, this is the whole answer to the Bible, because the Old Testament dilemma, Kathy and John, was idols. It was them trying to get an easy God, a quick God, a God they could manipulate, or a God that they could, you know, have without a lot of struggle. Because people are hard. Yeah. People are hard. Sure. You can't you can't just have it quick with people. you got to form a relationship. and. They're complex. Well, guess what? You know, we're made in the image of a complex God. We're complex people. We better have a complex solution like the Spirit coming. And uh, it's just such good news, you know. And, and I never saw it in John before. And there I never it is. did either. I love it. I never did either. Yeah. I'm really grateful for that. We've been talking to Rector yeah. Jay Slocum. He's from St. Thomas Anglican Church in Gibsonia. Jay, tell us about St. Thomas. Oh, St. Thomas. I mean, not the person. A... Yeah. <laughs> Although we can do Saint that another Tom... time. St. <laughs> Thomas. Uh, church started as St. Thomas in the Fields in 1949, wow. and it was one of its founders was Eliza Miller, whose whose uh, father named the Eliza Furnace plant after her. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, she wow. was a she was an artisan, craftsman, a sculptor, and one of her business partners was a woman named Janet DeCoe, and she was a sculptor. She made the the sculpture of <clears throat> of uh, the, our founder of Pennsylvania and which is at the, uh, the state house in um, Mechanicsburg in Harrisburg. And so these two artisans were really predominant part of the church plant uh, oh. called St. Thomas in the fields. And so all the art and architecture and furniture in the building is this kind of mid-century modern oh, cool. craftsman style stuff. And it's just been a faithful uh, parish that has grown uh, itself over the last 70 years, and it's a beautiful group of people who love the Lord and love the Bible and love the gospel and are reaching out to the community and loving uh, people in Western Pennsylvania. Fabulous. And I just jo- I just joined them in, uh, in, in in January 1st, so I'm really delighted to, to be their, so their pastor. less time for um, wood and sand, more time for fire and water. Yeah, so I'm half time uh, in my in my bike shop, and I'm and I'm uh, the rest of the time, um, my heart is full time at St. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fabulous. awesome. That's a fortunate congregation, Jay. Mm-hmm. Great to talk to you, Jay. Yeah, yeah, great. Thanks. Our pleasure, Pastor Jay Slocum, Reverend Jay Slocum, St. Thomas Anglican Church, Gibsonia. Take a break. The daily feature. This makes sense. It's next.
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-746-3737. 800-746-3737. 800-746-3737. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. During the pandemic, they closed our churches down. Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope. See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis. Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Clouds breaking tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 16. Partly sunny skies tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 28. Patchy clouds tomorrow night with a low of 20. We'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine for Thursday. Expect a high Thursday of 38. Friday, partly sunny skies. It will be windy and frigid Friday with a high of 17. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Oh, boy. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh. Now there's ketchup in the world, and we are in the city of ketchup. Yeah. The city from which ketchup, ketchup was born. Mm-hmm. Um, there's 
mayonnaise. There's barbecue sauce. I mean, there are a lot of... We're awash in condiments. Ranch. Ranch is everywhere. Mm. Overdone, if you ask me. But that's okay, whatever. So, a newcomer on the scene the last couple decades is Chick-fil-A sauce. Yep. Uh, I wasn't an early convert. But you did try and it? so I'm asking you first, does Chick-fil-A sauce make sense? 100%. Count me in. Sign me up. Really? Tell Give me, me that sauce with my nuggets. Because it's a mix. It's got a little savory sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. It's my second of the sauces that I'd go for. Oh, and your first being? Ranch. You're one of those ranchers. Oh, yeah. Give me the ranch. You're dipping... A, Pour it on. You're, you're dipping a, a chicken sandwich in ranch? Yep. When I go and do the nuggets, I'll say, or the sandwich, I'll say explicitly to the wonderful people who work there, extra, extra ranch, please. What? Mm. So they're like slapping that on your sandwich. Yep. Or if I'm doing the nuggets, they'll give me like six to eight little containers of the ranch. Yeah. I've never done that. What? I've never even considered doing it. You... Because I'm committed to ketchup. Wait, you're doing ketchup and chicken? Oh, yes. That's always. horrible. I would never always. do that. Oh, no. It's that's, delicious. That it's doesn't abs- make any no, sense great. at all. It's so great. That's ketchup, wacky. ketchup on chicken. I can't believe you don't do ketchup Whack. on chicken. No way. Seriously. All right. all right, get back to what I was saying. I'm trying to talk about Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. It makes sense. Man, I have mm. come to it late, but I am full-throated Fabulous. in my endorsement. Excellent. That stuff is delicious. Yeah, it is. Are yeah. you kidding it's me? Nice- that is, you know what I, you know what I roast vegetables like uh, put you know, at five hundred in the yep. oven. Your potatoes, carrots, turnips, whatever onion. You dip those things in Chick Fil A sauce. Mm-hmm. Could be the best day you've ever had. All right, I see your Chick Fil A sauce. Now, does this make sense? Because we both agree it does make sense. Mm. Yeah, we do. Does this make sense? Frozen pizza. Absolutely not. Come on. Frozen I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Frozen pizza doesn't make sense. It makes perfect no, it sense. Doesn't. 100, it, never, 100%. it never, ever tastes good. You buy it thinking it's going to taste good, no, and it never, failure. ever does. That's wrong. It never, That's ever does. That's the wrong opinion. Mm-mm. It is. Nope. It's midnight. It's 6 p.m., and you don't feel like going out or getting anything. As long as you've got a decent frozen slap pizza, it's some, money in the bank. Slap, slap some pizza sauce on a pita. 101.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Word FM listeners, in this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how One Stone, the cash-out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to... 
pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind, and the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. Number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch. to The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Rayma Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rayma aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rayma is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit RaymaChristianSchool.org. We're taking a cruise. We sure are coming up Friday, February 10th, just in time for Valentine's Day. We set sail for the French Riviera. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. And But no, we're taking off instead from the Southside Ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks like a lot of fun, though. Uh, super excited about it. We hope that you would join us. The Valentine's Day cruise, uh, dinner cruise, sorry, it's the uh, February 10th. I, I guess it's Valentine's, but it's pre-Valentine. Yeah, Valentine it's pre- weekend. It's the prelude. Mm-hmm. Tickets on sale right now, wordfm.com. Let's talk about it that way. I think it would set the stage, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing a Valentine's Day cruise on a Friday evening. Right. That just kicks off a Valentine celebration for the weekend. Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday. So Monday is Valentine's carries Day. Carries it over. It's four days. You should take Monday off. Whoa. And that really sort of cap things off. Just do the whole thing. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. That's going for broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's some big-time love. Be good. Mm-hmm. So join us, won't you please? A night out on the Three Rivers featuring a great dinner, fabulous views. Uh, Kath and I will be there, but not our spouses. No, of course, because we <laughs> like to celebrate Valentine's Day well, with each other. <laughs> we've done this many a day. We were just talking last <laughs> night. This came up. or we like My husband didn't even know that we were doing oh, you this, did, you, this You didn't cue him in on this. No, he didn't know we were doing this event. Because <laughs> he had a special and plan I said, for you. Oh, I said, oh. Hon, I forgot to tell you about Valentine's Day thing. He said, well, are you ready? He goes, well, you're always with John. He kept you off at the pass. He he knew already. No, he didn't even care. He was like, he's so used to it. He's like, oh, you're always with John on Valentine's Day. So I got you. I bought you something. He's going to get you a little something there, right? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. The heck. I will be there. Yeah, wordfm.com, February 10th. I think uh, as of airtime, there may be like... 60 tickets left or something, maybe less than that. Yeah. So if you've been on the fence, I would say jump on there with us, won't you please? Because Because now they've moved us up to the big boat. Yeah, look fun. Yeah. I wonder how many layers you're going to find me wearing to this event. Well, you know, do you think it's going to be like super cold? 
It's not no, that no, the, no, it's not that the boat's going to be super cold. Yeah. It's that getting, getting from to the there. car to the boat is going to be super it's cold. It's a short walk. Okay. Isn't it? I mean, you park in that lot, then you go down the little hill there underneath the tunnel, and boom, you're right there. Boom, I say. Okay. Like it's, <laughs> boom, you're right there. Okay. Just Join us. Wait, look, and see, wait and see how many layers I'll be wearing. It'd be funny. It'd be a lot of blast. Get your tickets at wordfm.com. Very nice. All right. We saw an article in the uh, New York Times called Future Cringe. Mm-hmm. One day we'll look back at this moment and wonder, what were we thinking? So this is what they did. They took 30 people from academia, fashion, media, the arts, and business. Mm-hmm. And they asked them, what would we look back on? The current lives we're living in the 2020s um, or 2021s or whatever, we're, you know, the general mm-hmm. era that yep. we're in. This time. And we would look back and say this that is really so right. so cringy. Because we look back, like, you know, I look back like it's the 60s and think, oh my gosh. What the heck was going on there? Exactly. Yeah, Why yeah. was my hair so big in the 80s? Right. And I was right. wearing those big bell bottoms mm-hmm. and super excited about it. Yeah. Right? Of course. Um, and so different people have weighed in. Now, I've looked at this list and some of them I agree with and some of them I think are absurd. They are absurd. And just absolutely crazy. Right, right, right. So can, can I begin with this one that yeah. I think is absurd? Mm-hmm. Crocs. Now, listen to me. I thought Crocs were so ridiculous. I thought they were the worst thing until I got a pair. Oh, really? Okay. Now, wait now. The person chiming in says, the world is so humiliating in so many ways, (laughs) and its embarrassments only seem to multiply year after year. There's a lot I could mention. Crocs is the easy one. That's, come on. That hurts me. Are they not ugly? That hurts me. Of course they are. Super ugly. But you're not wearing them for fashion. You're wearing them because they feel so freaking good. I've never uh, owned a pair. You've never owned a pair of Crocs? No. I think I have eight pairs. What? I might have I might have nine pairs. What? Lex, do you have any? Not at all. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Lex. Listen, I bet I have eight pairs. Okay. you're. They're Lex, my slippers. You choose not to buy a pair. Why, Lexi? They're just not my thing. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. I'm mm-hmm. not big on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, because they look ridiculous. <laughs> not my thing either. You don't, but you don't buy them for how they look. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing, though, is that I feel like if I if because they're not something I would buy for myself, but if someone else bought them for me and I could wear them, I feel like maybe I would convert. I'm not sure though. Yeah, but, but you I don't. Just, but you don't know because you've never had your feet in them. <laughs> I'm just. I'm not going to splurge on them. I just. Right. I don't like to spend money on myself. Point blank, period. Yeah. We'll so play your cards right. Maybe Brandon will get you a pair for Valentine's Day. <laughs> if I'm so lucky. You can only hope. Very nice. Okay, so uh, future cringe. Someone says this, which I agree with. We will cringe at the thought of how we swiped away our soulmates. Mm. I'm into that. Okay, so that means what? That we we ignored the people that were really important to us? No, I think they're saying on the dating sites, people are just swiping, swiping, yeah. swiping, yeah. swiping. And sure. it's all for naught. Sure, of course, we re- we can't speak to that. That's really depressing. Gratefully, that's right. really depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, gender reveal parties. Have you ever been to one? No. Now, before you diss it, then perhaps you should you know reconsider. I, no, I, I mean I I understand why they're happening. Mm-hmm. I mean I I get it. I've never been to one. Mm-hmm. But what I find absurd is what the guy says here, Michael Musto. He says gender reveal parties will become totally obsolete when people realize that you won't know the baby's gender until quite some time later. So he's saying that transitioning is going to become so overwhelmingly popular that nobody's going to do gender reveal parties anymore. And I don't buy that for a hot second. They're fair. I mean, how long have been have they been popular? Less than a decade. No, but 
the whole the whole question he's saying that the whole question of asking are you having a boy or girl is going to go away because we're all going to evolve to the point where we realize that anybody's gender can be changed <sighs> at, any, at any time and i just so what are you i having? just i mean michael having non-binary uh, michael musto he could be a terrific columnist, but mm-hmm. I think that's great. I just don't, I don't, I really honestly don't see that happening. Well, I'll see your gender reveal party uh, and raise you this. Kevin Kelly, who is the co-founder of Wired Magazine, he says, we'll cringe at not being able to have two spouses at once. Get. <laughs> yeah, the bad old days. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move to some more ones that seem realistic. Um, wrapping food in plastic. I could see that. I could see that going away. Yeah, I could see that going away. What would you wrap it in? Uh, well, maybe paper, something that would be biodegradable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like kind of like sandwich paper or something like that. Wax paper, or, or some kind of. I mean, Saran wrap is really handy, sure but is. I have a feeling it's and not, it works pretty good too. I have a feeling it's not great for the earth. How often do you use aluminum foil? Because right? that uh, seems like I, I, that's a baking. I cooking bake on thing, it. Right? Yeah, 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 I bake on aluminum. Mm-hmm. I don't use it to wrap stuff. My mother and dad, both of them, would put foil on everything in the refrigerator. Right, right. So that was pre-Saran wrap. Right. It, they just never moved beyond So it. you could never see anything. It used to drive me crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting off the summer from school. Please don't tell me that's in the future. I don't think it's good for people to no, go to you, school year-round. People were, people were loving sabbaticals. Every school kid wants a three-month sabbatical, right? Yeah. It's good for the soul. I sure wish it was we had. Okay. Someone says we're going to look back on carrying a screen around in our pockets and think we were crazy. Uh, I think that's a very strong possibility. Really? You think that we'll go, like, we'll be in this world and then we'll just ditch our smartphones? Yeah. I think they'll become like, you know, in our heads, right? Or like, remember the old Google glasses? Yes. Something like that. It'll be hands-free, kind of like, you know, in the ether, like fire. Okay, someone says we're, we'll, we will look back on daylight savings time and say, wasn't that silly Thank, that, we, hope so. that we changed our clocks twice a year? I would like to think that. I thought that was a done deal. Why? Because it never passed. It's, just, the, it's upsetting. The ruling class couldn't it get it together. It passed the Senate but didn't pass the House. Someone says, I'll be embarrassed that I drove a car. <laughs> yeah, please. It's one of the great joys of life. Kidding me? Okay, here's one. We'll look back on the fact that people died from cancer. Oh, wouldn't that be fabulous? Wouldn't that be? Yeah, oh, fabulous. God hasten that mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. Someone says, posting close-ups of our faces. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is good. I like it. <laughs> Plastic bottles. Oh, yeah. I bet that'll hope be. So. Yeah, Boy, I, I hope so, yeah, right? I hope so, too. What a, bu- a big mess all that plastic is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be embarrassed by the pandemic. Well, I I think everybody's embarrassed by it now. Yeah, every kind of reaction to it and the way it sort of defined our time. Mm -hmm. To me, and this is Natasha Stogg, she says, to me, it's already sort of becoming an embarrassing topic. And you can feel people not wanting to talk about it because it brings back these very recent memories of us behaving in a way that is not the way we're behaving now. Mm, That's really good. Now, I appreciate the fact that she says, I mean... I'm included in this. Mm -hmm. She said, I feel embarrassed about being a little irrational about certain topics and the the politicization of every single thing that happened in that whole time period where how people handled their own health was a political topic and that just doesn't make rational sense. Okay, that's good. Boy, that's good to read that. Yeah, that sure is. I mean, I got to be honest, you couldn't find that in the New York Times for about, well, until today. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> That's like the first day you could read in the New York Times. Okay, I like this. Rachel White, who's a poet, says this. 
we'll cringe at our continued embrace of the Internet after we realize it was making us spiritually decrepit and is embarrassing. After all, there are still other forms of connection, ways to find and share information, art, jokes, entertainment. That's what social media is for. I'm no tech futurist, so I'm no good at predictions, but I will say it's cringy to not have a New York Public Library card in 2023. Okay. I like that. That would be not. I I hope that that's the case, Mm -hmm. that we realize that the internet isn't everything. Yes. Okay. Um, The idea of cancel culture. Well, I hope so. Please. The idea of monarchy. I don't think we'll ever get be. I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think so. They're doing a good job of eradicating themselves, aren't they? Aren't? Yeah, but do, <laughs> they are. I, I just. Do you think that the British monarchy is ever going to go away? Yeah, it might. I think. I, mean, the, I think. I think the British. How many monarchies are there? It. There are so few. Exactly. Look at how fascinated people in America are with the British monarchy. Yeah, but look, all the Brits, I guess it goes in and out of fashion, but all the Brits would say, it's too expensive. Plus, we lift these people up as though they're special. They're a hot mess like we are. Listen, I agree. I'm happy to be American. Mm -hmm. All right. Things that are cringy. Cooking indoors with gas. Please let that never happen. Come on. Mm -hmm. How about meat? Meat's going to go away. People are going to like be growing meat in laboratories. We're going to have like Petri dish meat. Mm. See, I don't eat much meat anyway, but if I was eating Petri dish meat, I don't think I'd ever eat it because who wants to go there? I don't know. Either eat the real thing or don't. What's it called? Impossible meat. Impossible. I don't want to eat it. We're entering a time of hostility against the faithful, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, and even financial basis, unlike any other time in your life. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now, Christian author and evangelical leader, here to remind you that you are the one that has to take action to protect and steward the gifts that God has given you. For example, with record high inflation eating away at the dollar, many people's savings in retirement is going to start to evaporate. Fortunately, God always provides a way to fight back. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word DIVINE, D-I-V-I-N-E, to 989898 to get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There are no strings attached. So text DIVINE to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with continued prosperity. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only $49.99 with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com. 
Promo code WORD. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com 9,997 No, no, no. Suppose Thomas Edison had given up. 9,998 But his failures only led him to the next idea. 9,999 Picture Times Square, dim, Las Vegas, dark, your home, black. Picture no electric light. Ten thousand. Come on, come on. <laughs> Optimism. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Have you ever dined at Wiener World downtown? <laughs> I don't believe I have. You know where it is? You, you, I Tell me where it is, and I bet it'll... It's on Smithfield Street, uh, close oh, to Liberty. yes. Yeah, I, of World. course. Yes, but I don't believe I've ever eaten there. It's been around since 1965. Wow. The jocks from KQV were right down the street, you know, uh, playing Beatles songs, and they were dining at Wiener World. Wow, okay. Okay, so it's been around since 65. Uh, it was sold in 2017, so the current owner said we were booming. I mean, just gangbusters. I, I knew oh, I made the and, right. And then the pandemic hit. Yep. Oh. Yep. It worked very well into the pandemic. Uh, we were just booming along here. People living downtown. People working downtown. He said, "I, I you know, someone says it's the best hot dogs in, in in the whole city. The best hot dogs." Now, I would make a case for the O mm-hmm. when the O is still the O. Yeah, of course, but now the O's no gone. But I like myself a good hot dog. Wiener World. I still work across the street from it. At the Penn uh, Smithfield Street camera. Okay. Uh, anyway, it looks as though they've hit rock bottom as of about a year ago. And now all downtown eateries are saying business is way back up. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Not like it was pre-pandemic. Okay. But close. We just saw this thing today that office occupancy is, is at it 50%. Is it 50% for the first time since the 50%. pandemic? 50%. Yep. So the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership says it doesn't have a restaurant-specific data available, uh, but they do say um, things are really a, a lot better. Uh, Eddie Merlot's, have you eaten there? Eddie no, Merlo's but I know where it is. Yeah. Down to the point. Upscale Steak and Seafood Restaurant on Liberty Avenue. Uh, the manager there says um, uh, it's uh, the best traffic since uh, before the pandemic. Uh, has them. not reached their nine-year high, but everyone's encouraged. Okay, that's Although, really good. you know, downtown's a bit of a mess, is it not? Well, I got to be honest, since the pandemic, I've been, been down? hanging out downtown. I hung out. It's dangerous. Down, I hung out downtown all the time. People were getting shot the on the streets downtown. Right, right. I mean, on a regular basis. So it's not like, hey, let's go downtown. You'd be right. a little, you know, we still go downtown. The cultural district is fabulous. Right. right. All the theaters down there, Heinz Hall, the public theater, whatnot. We still want to go downtown. I, I like the uh, eateries that are on Penn Avenue in the cultural district. Mm-hmm. Um, starting up like at tenth, oh, and yeah. then going down. I like that. I like all the ones that are on sixth. I, I that's just a, a nice little corridor that I enjoy. I, I that I a, enjoyed before, before COVID. Pre- so I guess I need to get. Who back knows down if there. they're still there? Right. I went to a Lebanese restaurant. We went and oh, saw. Oh yeah. What was that called? That was yes. it's on Liberty Avenue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you Lebanese, told me about that. Fabulous little place. Great place. 
Uh, but I can't remember the name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, have yourself a frozen pizza tonight. I'm not having a Please. frozen. I'm not having a frozen pizza ever. You know You're why? Missing out because you think it's going to be good and it never is. So just slap some cheese and sauce on a pita. Because pita. you already know what that's going to be. We used to make uh, pizzas with a uh, little pop and fresh biscuits. We thought that was like high couture. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah, oh, super like top cuisine. Yeah, love it. Hey, have a great night. See you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.